Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that eats nothing but unseasoned black beans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and sometimes snacks. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, our resident bean chef. Yeah, actually, I'm Gordon Ramsay. So here, we're going to make the most brilliant unseasoned beans. First of all, olive oil in. You get a hot pan. Mm, smells awful. Dump the beans in. One, toss, two, toss, done. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, man, that sounded pretty pretty impressive. Are you an idiot sandwich? No, I'm not. That was rude. Bugger off. Okay, okay fine. I was just trying, just trying to... Trying to participate, but you know what? I'll go on over here because Janelle's here too. And while Daniel's cooking, she's hoarding her collection of dried beans so he can't get to them. Well, I mean, that's originally what I was doing, but then he stole them anyways. So I have moved on from dry beans to canned beans. And actually, I've decided that I like these better because you add just like some sprinkle cheese, a little bit of salt. Pop those puppies in the microwave for a little bit, and you have a whole meal. Well, you've betrayed us because this whole intro is about unseasoned black beans, so good job, Janelle. You're not our friend anymore. That's fine, because when someone steals all of your unseasoned black beans, you have to make other choices. Is she going to steal our unseasoned black beans, Josh? No. Do you, know, do you know who does steal our unseasoned black beans? I think it's Nate. Because Nate over here is the world's <laughs> number one consumer of beans. He just can't get enough. I steal all the beans, the black beans, because they're disgusting. Pinto beans is the only way to go. Well, Nate, here at Applied Engineering, we prefer unseasoned black beans, not pinto beans. So get out of here. <laughs> so we'll move on to Joel over here, because he's our resident bean boy. That's me, the bean boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've been known to eat beans from time to time. Time being now, and time being later, and time being then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like beans. That's that's kind of just, that's my thing. <laughs> oh, we know, Joel. We know. Yeah. That's why we love you. You're a beanie weenie. Never call me that again, Daniel. You're a weenie beanie. That's better. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, and then finally, we have AJ, who, unlike everyone else, just refuses to eat beans at all. I won't do it. Nope. You're a weenie weenie. Yeah. I think you'd take some lessons from Nate. Maybe Nate could get you to eat some beans. No, I don't think so. Nope. Won't have it. Nope. I just I just think you are bean mean to me. Huh? Da <laughs> Yeah. I don't appreciate bean puns, AJ. Actually, I find them highly offensive. <laughs> yeah. I thought I legitimately thought you were going to make a bean pun at that that moment. <laughs> I did <so>. too. <laughs> no, I, I think they're offensive. And a AJ, your comment was particularly refried. <laughs> uh, I'm funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wish I could edit the sound of a disc Discord call leaving tone <laughs> for myself after that. Here, I can do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> where did joel go oh hey i'm back sounds like a cat sounds like you stepped on a cat what kind of cat is that well yeah 
Funny thing is that I actually use cats instead of shoes, so <laughs> I just stand on them and they walk around for me. They're very strong cats. Don't worry, it doesn't hurt the cats. Meow, meow. I am the strongest cat. Meow. Yeah. Pachoosh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that that was the cat flexing its muscles. Oh, yeah. you you could have led with uh, let me let me flex and then choosh, and then we wouldn't we would have known. No, you would you you would you know by the kadoosh sound. Sounds something like a karate move. It reminds me of skadoosh from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, they're not pandas. That's offensive, Janelle. They're cats, clearly. Clearly. Well, we are wandering very, very far away from our original topic, so I'm going to bring <laughs> us right back. How are you guys all doing this week? Have you guys been good? <laughs> I've been better. <laughs> You've been better? Nope. Now I've been worse. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think this is being great. I think we need to 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 keep going, Josh. Are we being too much for Make you? Make like a bean and get this episode started. Yeah, you know what really goes good with the beans? Oh no. Is butter. No. Oh god. I don't want to hear it. I want you to bean me up because I'm <laughs> refried for adventure. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was awful. I'm I'm cu- I'm cutting that out. I'm cutting all of that no! out. No, <laughs> it was so bad. Well, anyway, just to put a stop to whatever Daniel's doing, I'm going to give us a quick recap, and then we will jump right back into the action. So, last episode, Gunner, Theo, and Aegon were all the victims of the Prophet's ritual, while Vez was able to escape relatively unscathed. Oh, also, Jasper was there. the next morning things seem to be back to normal besides the strange metallic worms now living in their heads and Glamir allowed the party to leave his settlement after an argument in the woods the group then decided to spend the night in the nearby village in the valley before turning around and heading back up through the forest to see the doorway for themselves So it is a cool morning. There's a layer of fog on the ground. The sun has yet to get up into the sky to shed its light, but there's kind of a dark blue blanket of light across the sky with just the beginnings of a light blue coming over the mountains. Our adventurers are getting their armor tied on and making sure their equipment's ready to go as they gather outside of the small inn they were staying at and... Then they look around, make sure everyone's accounted for, and decide if they want to do anything here before they head back up. So what are you guys going to do now? Uh, Well, I think Gunnar is going to do some stretches and make sure that he's nice and limber in case he has to run away from things. So... Yeah, and if that if that kid happens to walk by him, he's going to give him like a real mean side eye, like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, you do see the kid. He doesn't see you because Gunner is trying to be unassuming, but like he looks around, he feels like someone's giving him a stink eye, but he can't quite tell why. Yeah, Gunner's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to chew that kid out for being a punk and selling me trash. Didn't do nothing. But anyway, uh, I should quit talking to myself. It's kind of embarrassing. Yep, still doing it. 
The camera pans out, and Gunner is the only one who's woken up this early so far. He's waiting on everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sees Vez sitting on the floor, kind of passed out, leaning against the doorway of their wherever they stayed. Yeah, like 15 empty bottles of rum next to her. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not drunk, but she slept in front of the doorway on purpose, so if anybody tried to do something funny, because she doesn't trust them fully anymore now that they have those things in their heads. So she was physically blocking the doorway so she would know if they tried to leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, Gunnar was probably chilling in his tiny hut, so that's all. Yeah, and as we all know, I'm playing Theo today, so Theo <laughs> is... Uh, what? <laughs> we didn't talk about this. Huh? No, we did not talk about this. You can't just decide these things. What do you mean? Yeah, and, and, and I'm playing... Um, I'm also playing Aegon today. Yeah. Oh, Theo, it's so good to see you. Well, thank you, Aegon. Shut That's up. It's me, Theo. You stop. I hate you. Oh, Theo, your, your voice sounds so different. Well, yeah, I, I got vocal cord surgery so that I sounded a little better <laughs> than normal. Oh, screw you. <laughs> okay, here, AJ, you get out of the joke. You, you, you be Vez. No, no, AJ's not allowed. Uh, what oh. the hell? Vez is already taken anyway. thought we agreed Nate was going to play Gunner. Oh, that's right. Nate, you can be Gunner. Oh, jeez, guys. I'm not really sure if we can go on this adventure. They didn't pay us up front when it came to the amount. And, yeah. And oh, I, I, to be honest, I, I left my diapers back at the, uh, the shop. <laughs> you know, Gunner, money isn't necessarily everything. We could just kill them and take what we want instead. Oh. Yeah, I'll start a fire in their houses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Theo, that's so unlike you. Literally the opposite of his entire profession. Why would you do this? Oh, Theo, I don't know about you, but like, do you want to kill some farmers? What? No. So guys, as fun as this bit is, I'm sure the audience would actually prefer we yeah. get back to some action. So. Sorry, audience. Uh, that was a joke so on my sorry. part, and AJ took it too far. Oh my god. Uh, Aegon comes out of his room. Well, wait, where were we sleeping again? You were just staying in an inn. Oh yeah, Aegon comes out of his room and stretches and sees Gunner sitting down wherever he is. It says... Well, Gunnar, do you think they're going to let us go to the doors today? Yeah, well, I, I think if we uh, sneak past them, then they won't have to know. Oh, I'm not talking about them, though, Gunnar. I'm talking about Jasper and Theo. Oh, well, I uh, I certainly hope so. I, I, I want to figure something out and, and this, this worm in my head and your head and his head. So it, do you think... If we just made, like, I don't know, like, use, like, a butter knife and just gently kind of poked it, do you think it, it would just crawl out on its own? Well, we could always try that, Gunner, and if it happened to end poorly for you, I I could I could probably bring you back to life. Maybe. Well, I think that's a wonderful idea, as long as we do it on fear first, so... Well, whichever one of you, but I, I have to stay alive. I, I, I can't do it because uh, I, I got to cast the cast the spell, so... No, but, uh, but, well, I don't want to do it. I'm sure it's Fio. Fio will say yes. Here, let's go, let's go see Fio in his room. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. I think Theo and Jasper probably had the same room tonight. He's been at like Gunner's throat a lot, and he just—I think he needed a break, so he had to stay with those with those two. Don't worry, Jasper's quite a cuddly person. As he sits <laughs> in the corner and watches me sleep. Yes. Friendship with Gunner ended. Jasper's my new best friend now. <laughs> no, he just needs some space. That's all. He just needs some space. And then, well, I guess you've not slept with Jasper. You need to get the whole routine. So, like, every five minutes he goes, Scanning for enemies. Er, er, er. <laughs> no enemies detected. But there's a dog. <laughs> what? Every five minutes all night. Oh my god. That has never been a thing. <laughs> Twelve times an hour. You always wonder why Vez is in such a bad mood every time that she has to share her with him. <laughs> no, no. That's yeah. 96 times over the course of an eight-hour sleep cycle. <laughs> no, that's too much. Also, he's got a REM detector, so the moment you hit REM, he just sits <laughs> there and goes, Erd! Someone is oh in a vulnerable God. state. <laughs> Jesus. No, Fia is awake. Gunner goes up and knocks on the door. Fio <laughs> is just kind of sitting in a chair in the corner, just kind of waiting. He's been up for a while. He's got probably had like the bare minimum amount of sleep. He's he's very freaked out about everything. So he grabs his axe and kind of stands up a little bit. Maybe I should get the door. <laughs> nope, Jasper, stay. You might get hurt. Who is it? It's it, it. It's your dad. I hate him. Don't want to answer the Gunner, door anymore. Not cool. And G- Gunner just kind of busts in. What? I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to make light of a, you know, a bad situation. So how how are you doing there, Big Lug? I'm fine. You ready for the woods? Yeah, I I, I think so. Are you um, do you feeling better? I know yesterday you were a bit tense, and you seem a bit tense this morning. No, I'm still tense. Well. I'm sorry to hear that. So here, real quick, while Gunner's talking to Theo, Gunner starts to like feel something weird. And AJ, what what is Theo feeling like? Like seriously, what's his current like emotional state? He's he's confused. He's frustrated, but he's also scared. He he's just on edge. He doesn't know if he can trust himself. And now that he knows that there's worms in other people and what Vez said yesterday, he's not sure if he can trust anybody else either. And he's he's just on edge, just waiting for something to happen. But he's trying to see Gunner as Gunner. But it's, it's hard now. And Gunner actually feels those exact same things too. And it takes him a little bit to realize it's originating from Theo. Hmm. Like Gunner, Gunner realizes that he is feeling Theo's emotions along with his own. Oh, that's so weird. Then the moment passes, and Gunner just goes back to feeling normal. Dust in the wind? <laughs> yeah, like a plastic bag. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god, uh, do, do, <laughs> do not... How dare you compare Taylor Swift to Kansas? <laughs> you motherfucker. Katie, Katie, Katie Perry? Never mind. Katie Perry, whatever. I don't listen to pop music. Um, yeah, so I, I honestly don't think Gunner... Res- like... I think he notices that, but I don't think he mentions it to Fio. And I think he does use that to go, okay, well, I mean, I, I can tell you want me to leave you alone. So 
I'm I'm about ready myself. I've I've eaten a bit, and uh, but uh, maybe I could have a grab another bite if you want to come down and, and eat, and then we can be on our way. Um, yeah, in a minute. You see, he relaxes just a little bit because you kind of nailed it, yeah. And he's he's realizing that he's being a bit confrontational. As as much as he's been confrontational, he doesn't like to be confrontational. I don't know if you've noticed that yet. But he realizes it now. <laughs> and, and he kind of relaxes a little bit and drops his axe just a tad. So it's not just like in his arms ready to swing. So and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And he starts packing his stuff up. Okay. So you guys spend some more time getting your stuff together. And you wrap things up, pay at the end. You walk out into the cool morning like I said, it's still pretty, it's still relatively dark out. Most people are just starting to wake up and start to get around. You're getting a nice early start for the day. And as you're leaving, Aegon starts to feel something kind of weird. And he starts to feel mistrustful. He starts to feel like he like can't look at his friends the same way now. And starts to like get a little confused and then realizes that he is feeling what Vez is feeling right now. Again, same same thing with what Gunner was experiencing with Theo. Hmm. Aegon, are, are you okay? You're looking at me strangely. I could ask you the same thing, Vez. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, Aegon starts to feel. Aegon starts to feel really confused now. Yeah, he squints <laughs> his eyes. What are you up to? Uh, uh, what? Mm. Oh, never mind, Vez. Um, never mind. I'm watching you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm watching you too. Mm. Oh, I know. Then the feeling kind of passes, and Aegon's back to just. How he normally feels. Alrighty, let's get on with it then. <laughs> she like visibly like flinches back when he like totally shifts emotionally. Um, yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. And then she purposely will put herself as far behind <laughs> Aegon in the marching order as she can, which is kind of upsetting to her because she's considered him one of her good friends in this party. <laughs> Most of the time, because they tend to do things together. <laughs> All right, so you guys leave the village and you begin uh, your ascent up out of the valley, back to the doorway. So how are you guys planning on doing this? Are you taking the trail? Are you going to try to free range it? What's your plan of attack? And we don't have to just rehash everything you guys already talked about yesterday. In fact, I prefer not to rehash it. I just, it'd be good to know exactly what you guys are going to do. I vote go around. I think they had dinner last night together. Then Fio probably would have brought up that he saw like the door while they were talking about what their plan was and everything. And that he feels like it probably is something that we should look for him. But I don't think we should go back on the trails necessarily is what he would say. Because they obviously had patrols. And between all of them, I think they could keep track of where they are. Especially if they keep their talismans. Even though Gunner probably would protest and say that they're useless junk. So go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what Theo is mm. insinuating with all that, and I I think they disagree. They gonna agree with that. So does Vez. How about Jasper? That sounds good. Okay, 
So if we're gonna do this, we probably should leave town, but not directly for the woods. That way, if anybody's watching us, maybe. Hmm? Yeah, you guys get your stuff together and you leave the town kind of maybe pretending like you're leaving and heading back to Elsina. And then you kind of loop around and start to make your way up. And I'm going to have to have you guys make some survival checks to make your way up this mountain since you're not going to be following a path anymore. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a choice. You guys can either assign one person to just be your tracker and they will make all the rolls or you guys can do group checks where at least half of you have to succeed. And these are survival checks? These are survival checks using your uh, wisdom score because you're going to be like trying to navigate your way up based Mm. on your prior knowledge. Mm. Is anyone really good at those? Because Gunnar Mm. is not Theo is decent. Negatory. I'll have a plus three. Yeah, I think I think probably Theo and Vez probably have the most skill in that in that area. I think it'd be better to just kind of work together as a group. Yeah. Since none of us are particularly guide material. Yeah. So Yeah. And Tua can smell really good. Yeah. yeah but he doesn't have the survival <laughs> skill. Oh, no, I just meant, like, with the nice shampoo, you know. (laughs) (laughs) If only we could figure out what day that, you know, what day they bake apple pie, and then then we could just float on the smell of apple pie. Yeah, float all the way on it. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so let's do that. Let's do do the group check. So why don't you guys give me that first group survival check as you make your first venture into the woods and kind of make your way through the foothills. (laughs) Huh. 21 total. Six. 13. 17. Theo got a 12. Okay, 2-0 can uh, roll this too. Oh, he can. Oh, give me a sec. Uh, he gets a plus one. Oh, no. <laughs> he, well, he got the same as Theo, so both 12. Okay. Not terrible, but not great. So, yeah, you guys are making your way up through the forest. And you spend about an hour before you come across an area where it looks like it's a little trampled down. And I think maybe Theo walks forward and he sees they are giant wolf footprints oh, in the ground. Boy. And they look relatively fresh. Oh, crud. He'll, uh, he'll put up a hand and tell everybody to kind of hang out for a second. He'll look around. They're relatively fresh. See if there are any nearby watching him or anything. Because now he's, he's got to be hyper aware of what's going on. Yeah, can everyone give me a perception check? And uh, I think Tuo is seeing everything go around. I think he'll like sniff at Theo's feet and then try to sniff around and see if he smells anything else. That's a 21 for Gunner. 13. Aegon got a 6. Oh my god, Theo got another natural 20. <laughs> that's amazing. Using him up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a twenty three total for him, and then Tuo got a thirteen. Sixteen. Okay. So it's funny because everyone but Aegon becomes aware that you are not alone in the forest. Because as you're investigating this area, you can see the light of emerald glowing eyes and the hulking forms 
of four horse-sized wolves oh my God. with paint streaked across their fur. And the wolves begin to move forward with all their eyes on Aegon. Let's go. Roll for initiative. What? <gasps> what? Am I getting He's surprised? Only one without a totem. He doesn't. He doesn't have a talisman. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, who? Why would he not buy a talisman? It's crazy. It's weird. It's like someone convinced him they were worthless, Gunner. <laughs> it's like he feels like it's probably yeah. more heathenistic. Yeah, Aegon doesn't worship idols. Yeah, but to be fair, Gunner did not convince Aegon they were worthless. Uh-huh. Gunner, Gunner actually tried to con a second one off the kid. I still can't believe you try and con a kid. I can't believe it's not butter. AJ, you what? shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you butter. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. Oh. He's going to up churn. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, don't worry, Aegon will take care of this. I believe in Aegon completely. Yeah. See, Wholeheartedly. Jasper believes in Aegon. I can believe yeah. in the AF team because I used to work for them. I was just going to thunderstep himself into a tree. Oh, shit. Let's go. Wolves can't climb trees. I mean, these are horse-sized wolves. I think they might. Yeah. Would, would you rather fight four <laughs> horse-sized wolves or one wolf-sized horse? Probably the wolf-sized <laughs> horse. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I rolled a seven, which for Gunner is actually pretty bad. I was going to say, that's kind of embarrassing, actually. I rolled a 20, and I'm probably getting surprised, so it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> well, I rolled really bad for the wolves. Yay. So I think they're going to go at the the end of the initiative. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Poor thing. So they begin to charge forward. Their eyes are on Aegon, but the rest of you are so quick that you're able to not be surprised. So Aegon has no idea what the heck's going on. Oh, see. But you guys just get into stance and you're ready to go as the wolves charge towards you. So we'll start with yeah. Vez. What are you going to do? These wolves are closing in around you. They're about 30 to 40 feet away, kind of like coming in from four different directions, just barreling through the underbrush. What are you going to do? Aegon, I need you to get behind me. And she huh? is... <laughs> just <laughs> the wolves are coming. Theo, I'm going to need you to get the one to the left. I'll try to get the one to the right, and she'll step a couple steps in front of Aegon to try to prevent as much damage <laughs> from him as happening as possible. And she's going to ready an action to attack when they get within range. All right. So Aegon would be next, but he's just kind of confused. But I think he sees everyone shuffling around him, so he'll be able to ready himself for his next turn. And then it's Theo's turn. Okay, Theo's going to step up towards the wolf that's in the northwest of the the little battlefield that we have now, and then he's going to yell to 2-0 and point to Aegon so that way he has sort of has a buddy protecting him on the southern side of of Aegon to use his ability, you know, the, the whole pack tactics. And Theo is going to hold his action to strike at the first wolf that comes within range, attacking Aegon. And then same thing with 2-0. He's going to wait until there's something attacking Aegon. Okay. Sounds good. Is Jasper going to do anything? 
Jasper, for some reason, loves nature all of a sudden. <laughs> Move diagonally this way, and then I'll just magic missile the one closest to him, which is... I picked the southern one. Okay, so you're going to fire at the wolf that's barreling at the group from the back. Done. All right, you fire streaks of light topped by your creepy, creepy little eyeballs at the wolf, and they begin to impact on it, and it yelps and howls. It just looks really confused and starts to whip its head back and forth, trying to see where they came from. <laughs> we should play hot potato with the uh, charm then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So now it's Gunner's turn. Yeah, so Gunner is going to take up a stance to try and protect his friends as well. Gunner is going to stay where he's at, but he's going to first going to pull out his short sword. He's going to kind of clang it against his belt to kind of produce his harmonic spell casting. And he is going to cast mirror image on himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, get a little bit of Shadow Clone Jutsu up in here. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And then Gunner is going, you can tell he's getting serious because he just like shifts very quickly. Like if you, if you blink, you miss it. He's already like full bestial form. So, and that are all of his actions. All right. So now the wolves are going to go and one of them is going to be, is going to barrel straight towards Aegon. But since Vez is in the way, it starts to get close and Vez, you realize it literally cannot see you. Like, it is focused on Aegon, does not even look at you until it gets close enough for you to attack it. Oh, shoot. And once it tries to move through your space, because it once it tries to move through its space, it realizes that someone's there. If you want to make your ready to attack, you can do that. And since you are invisible to the creature, Janelle, uh, you actually get advantage to hit it. Neat. Okay, well, the first strike... <laughs> is a natural 20, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, (laughs) Could she get quadruple damage if she gets two natural 20s, Josh? No, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Dang. Okay. So. Ooh, 13. All right. So you swing and you get a nice, good whack right on its snout, and it lets out a howl and just looks super confused. Bad puppy. I hit. I'll do it again. (laughs) And for the second one, that is a 23 to hit. That will hit as well. I like advantage. It's very useful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know why I did that. Anyways, no, my first dice. So total of five for that one. I was just getting really excited after my first nat 20. Okay, so five damage. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of jumps away and just gets a glancing blow from you. Then it turns and it begins to wildly bite and snap at the space you're in. So it's going to attack you with disadvantage. Well, Josh is getting lucky with his rolls because that's a 17 to hit. On disadvantage? Well, yeah, I rolled pretty high on both dice. Okay, yeah, it hits. No, it's it's not because of a massive damage. This isn't a leshy. (laughs) <laughs> because Josh, this is because Josh did not roll below a 10 on either d20. Nice. Mm. So it's going to try to bite you. That's not too bad. That's going to be nine piercing damage. It may just to bite you and pull you for a bit, but then you get, get away from it. But you have to give me a strength saving throw as it gnashes at you. Uh. <laughs> strength. 
my ultimate, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna have to grow some arms soon, I think. Hmm. Well, that was a four on the dice. Then it's a six total. Okay, so you are knocked prone from its violent thrashing. And then one of the other giant wolves is going to come barreling through the forest, and it is going to charge towards Aegon. And as it runs forward, it's going to realize that there is a figure it can't see standing between it and Aegon. So what it is going to do is it's just going to skirt past Fio. So Fio, you get to make an attack against it because, because it can't see you, so you get advantage on your attacks. Awesome, cool. Here we go. That's good. Not as good. That's a 26 to hit. That will hit. <laughs> good. That's good news. Let's see, so that's a d12. Yeah! That's not terrible. Seven damage. I'll swing again. That's a natural 20! Oh my Yee! gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your, your first strike, you get like a clip on it, but then it like hops to the side, and then you come in with a full swing. Awesome. Here we go. Not bad, not bad. That's uh, 16 damage. Oh boy, yeah, you managed to cut it deep. So after this, it is going to keep dodging by. It's going to be thrashing back and forth, trying to find out where the attack's coming from. And then it's going to snarl and launch itself at Aegon. Yeah. So Aegon, that is going to be a dirty 20 to hit you. Oh, that hits me. Ah, crud. All right, it's all teeth as it comes at you for 13 piercing damage. Oh, baby. And give me a strength saving throw. I can do that. <laughs> that is a uh, one. <laughs> oh, no. no. So it knocks you to the ground, and now Aegon's rolling on the ground trying to avoid the gnashing teeth as it goes after him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then one of the other wolves uh, is going to charge from the south, and it is going to run forward, and it almost collides with Gunner. And it seems to acknowledge that he's there for a moment before continuing forward and trying to get the prone Aegon, who is wrestling oh, with no. one of the other giant wolves. Uh, I will say, though, Gunner, um, there is a tree between it and Aegon, so Aegon is going to get heavy cover from it as it tries to like get around the tree and bite at him as he rolls around. So, Aegon, you will get a plus five to your AC. Yeah. As it tries to bite you around the tree trunk. Well, that is a natural 20. Oh, yeah. no! Let's go. So Aegon's <laughs> rolling to try to avoid the first wolf, and then the second wolf just comes around the tree and grabs a hold of his leg, <laughs> and it just begins to shake it back and forth violently, like thump thumping you against the tree. And that is going to be 15 piercing damage. Oh, oh boy. And you're oh, already boy. prone, so. But, but it, it just kind of... So Gunner was pretty close to a ledge, so it's kind of just hanging by the ledge now, right? Yeah, it is now standing above a 10-foot drop. Good. And then the final wolf is going to charge forward, and it is going to... I forget. So here, uh, AJ, did you get a talisman for 2-0? I don't remember if you did. Yeah, I don't... I'm starting to think about I don't think he bought one for 2-0. No, I think I, I really don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he did. They all had eyes for Aegon, but now one of them, as it runs closer, can't actually see 2-0. Oh. 
So this giant wolf is going to try to attack Tuo. Okay, Tuo is holding his turn to attack as soon as something got in range, though. So can he go first? Yes, Tuo can swing his sword at <laughs> yeah. this giant wolf. He heroically bites at the hilt on his sort of side holster that he has, and then he, he swings it across, slashing at the wolf attacking him. Yeah! Not bad, not bad. That's a 21 to hit. That will hit. <laughs> yes! Okay, and so that's, uh, let's see, so that's a D8. And then I forgot, did we say he still does the bite mechanic? Yes, okay, so then I need the wolf to give me a strength saving throw. DC 13. The wolf takes five damage from the sword. Okay, what was the DC? DC 13, strength. I got a six. No way! So this giant wolf charges forward and Tuo leaps into the air, slashes one of its legs, and then lands on its head and sends it tumbling to the ground. It was like a David and Goliath situation. <laughs> He's like one-fourth the size of this thing. And so it just sends up like a cl- like clouds of dirt and plant life, and the wolf is rolling on the ground. It does not have enough movement to stand up now. Oh! So all it can do is snap at Tuo from the ground with disadvantage. Oh, boy. So that is only going to be a seven. So no. Tuo deftly jumps out of the way as its teeth are snapping at him. He's so cool. It's my boy. So now, Vez, it is your turn. You are currently rolling around on the ground trying to avoid the jaws of one of these giant wolves. Its glowing green eyes are boring into yours. She's going to, like, do a a roll or something to stand back up. I know that'll use half my movement. But, But she didn't really plan on going anywhere. Instead, she's going to use her key and cast uh, her astral arms and three of those bad boys are gonna have to give me dex saving throws because they're all within 10 feet of me yeah so there's just an explosion as your arms start firing out at the speed of sound so dex saves so the one immediately in front of you Fez is going to get a 7 nope one to your left that's gonna be a, a dirty 20 yeah and the one to the south that was attacking Aegon around the tree is going to get a 17. Okay, well, one of them fails. So they are going to take some damage from from the arms. Uh, that wasn't the best, but it's four damage, but better than nothing. So four damage to the one that failed, any to the ones that succeeded, or do they just take nothing? Yeah, it says must succeed on a dex saving throw or take force damage. Oh, nope, I didn't roll enough. It says two. I only rolled one. Oh, okay. Well, add, add that extra damage on then, but it's only to the ones that failed. No no half damage? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole extra one point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like you swing out with your arms, you send out a barrage of punches. Two of them duck out of the way just because they can hear the wind whistling, even though they can't see you. And the one that gets hit gets punched a few times. And then there's a pause where it shakes its head. And then one more punch. Pow! (laughs) And then she's going to attack the one she originally started attacking. Okay. Two more punches. She'll use her her hands, though, so that it's force damage instead of just punching damage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think that hits. That's That's a nine. That will miss. Did you roll with advantage? 
No, I did not. Just remember, you're invisible still. Right, yes. Uh, that's actually a 15. A 15 will hit. Yeah. Okay, five damage. Right, you get a good, good old punch in its wolf kidneys. No, <laughs> the wolf kidneys and one more. <laughs> 16. That will also hit. Yeah. Ooh, and that's eight. So you get a nice, powerful kick to its throat, and you almost take it down, but it is at the edge of its life now. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's starting to, like, cough and hack, but it's still going after you. So now, Aegon, it is your turn. You're being double teamed by two giant wolves. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, Aegon knows he's in trouble, but he can also see Vez beating up a wolf, so he's going to kind of shake free of the wolves that are accosting him. He's going to stand up with half of his movement. He's going to cast Create Bonfire under the wolf that Vez just hit. Okay. So it will need to make a dexterity saving throw. So dexterity saving throw? Yes. That is going to be a 10. Alrighty, it fails. So we'll take 2d8 damage. Uh <laughs> And, oh, wait, but I get to reroll ones on on fire damage dice. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled two ones, and uh, oh it turned gosh. into a five and a six, so that is 11 fire That's damage. That's so much better. Well, the, funny, those two ones would have been oh, enough to okay. kill it. Well, I guess that works out. <laughs> so, it's like, so Aegon blasts it, this fire erupts under it, and it begins to topple to the ground dead, and then Aegon just focuses, and boom! The fire just roars up around its dead body and completely incinerates it. Yeah. Holy crap. And after it's incinerated, that wolf, some of the fire comes back and reads around Aegon. Oh, that's so cool. Flames of Flickrathus. Mechanics. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Mechanics, let's go. Such a, such a cool ability. <laughs> Aegon's a firefly. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, thank you, Theo. <laughs> Shut up. God dang it. All right, Theo, it is your turn now. Okay, Theo is going to keep attacking the one that's right in front of Aegon because that's like the most that's the most threatening square right now, if you will. So he's going to turn around and head back around the wolf attacking him, <gasps> away from his friends. He's going to spank him. So he's at least... <laughs> he's <gonna spank> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he's just gonna take a step back from the group, but still within range of the wolf, and he's gonna use his bonus action to rage. He's going to sort of explode with this fiery ball of fire. Yeah, <laughs> descriptions. He'll step up behind it, sort of up a little bit on the sledge, sort of, I guess, technically, yes, Joel, near the hind quarters. Yeah, you're gonna spank it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yes. been a naughty wolf today. No, it's not what oh, I wanted. <laughs> Damn it! And he's going to—he's he, going to bonus action rage. So, it's, so he'll take three fire damage, and now he's going to swing. And he still has advantage, right? Yes. Okay. That is ooh, that's so good. That is another twenty-six. No, twenty twenty-five. That will hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, that's, uh, that's almost max damage. That's 15 damage right there. Your axe comes down just as it turns the snarl at you, and you just cleave right through its skull, oh. and it goes to the ground. Oh, oh man. Got him. 
Awesome. Well, shoot. Well, now that that's done, he's going to uh, then run over to the other wolf and attack it with his last attack. Attack! So you're running forward, and your fiery aura begins to flicker around your allies, too. They see the, <laughs> the plants around them starting to blacken, and cinders start to rise into the air. <laughs> well, you know, it only activates when he does it on his bonus action. He can control it. He's learned how to now. But things get hot. And Cutter's looking around. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> things are heating up. But the, he can control it. He, he has to use bonus action to activate it again. It just auto happens when he first rages. Okay, here we go. Attacking again. Gunner looks at the grass. Why is it so spicy? No. <laughs> here we go. Now he has double advantage because those, this wolf is on the ground. Those are some spicy beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it does a 13 hit? That does not oh. hit. He, he trips over a rock. That's what it is. It's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. Then, uh, yeah, he tried. So he misses. He's just writhing around. He just he can't hit it. <laughs> but it's Tuo's turn, and maybe Tuo can. Oh, yes, and he gets advantage because this thing is on the ground now. Yep. Cool. So he's going to swing at it with his sword. That's ah, so cool. Does a 15 hit it? Yes, a 15 will hit it. Yes! Awesome. Okay, here we go. Here's a D8. Yeah. That is eight damage. And then I'm guessing since it's already knocked prone, it doesn't have to do another save. No, correct? no, no, no. Yeah, 2 is just flipping around in circles. His blade is flashing in the light, and he's just cutting up this poor, poor, poor-sized wolf. This <laughs> poor, horse-sized wolf is being defeated <laughs> by a wolf-sized dog. <laughs> oh, the irony! Uh, All right, Jasper, it's back to you. You have a wolf that is tr- uh, cannot see you and is trying to attack your friend five feet away from you. It's just literally biting around you. So I could maybe just leave its space without it attacking me. It will have disadvantage to hit you, but it will f- it'll notice you leaving. Even though it wants to focus on Aegon. I mean, you could just step <laughs> through Aegon. Oh, that's true. I could just step through Aegon. I step through Aegon, and then I'm going to just cast Firebolt at it. Okay, sweet. So, yeah, you slip through Aegon's space. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, sorry, Aegon. I'll, I'll just leave you there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, does a 17 hit? Probably. A 17 will hit. Uh, you have advantage, so why don't you roll another d20 in case you get a crit? Sure, same thing. 17. Another 17. Okay, double 17s. That's like 34 damage. There's my 7 damage. Kaplooey. You get you get 2 d10s, Nate. Alright, 10 damage now. Alright, so you blast it for 10 damage. Your fire singes its fur and it lets out a loud, like, roar of rage. Hey, that's my thing. This is why flesh is weak. Machine is strong. <laughs> You're the crunchiest machine I ever seen before, so I don't know about that. Just give in to the Omnisire. Okay, you're gonna love this. All right, so <laughs> I still have advantage against the wolves, right? They can't see me. Yeah, they they're aware that you're there, but they cannot like see you visually. Okay, so so Gunnar pulls out his falchion and he's going to attack the wolf 
directly next to him. Okay, so that's going to be a 21 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so this is where it gets fun. So Gunner is going to use something called Mobile Flourish. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, so I do... So I, I use one of my Bardic Inspiration dice. So I do 10 slashing damage, but I also push the target 10 feet. Oh, cool. So basically, I imagine Gunner, it like snaps at Gunner, and then Gunner kind of like whirls around the tree and does like a slash and kick, and he just knocks the wolf off the cliff. (laughs) And it tumbles to the ground, and it takes five points of falling damage and hits the ground prone. Oh, man. And it just lets out a, a deep whine of pain. Have a nice fall. <laughs> and Gunner turns around and then attacks the other wolf. So dumb character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's going to be that's gonna be a lot to hit. That's gonna be a 25 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Ooh, max damage though. That's gonna be 10 piercing damage nice oh man nice so yeah he jabs the wolf and yeah and then i think he's gonna scooch down a little bit to try and like start to surround the wolf yeah that's all of his movement and actions all right so the wolves are gonna go now the one that you knocked down is going to take half of its movement to stand up it's gonna take 20 feet of movement to climb Actually, it, it does not have enough movement to completely get to the the top of the cliff. Oh, unless no. Unless it dashes. <laughs> so what it's going to do is go, is going to dash. It's going to run towards where Gunner was and then turn following the sounds of his like grunts and shouts as he fights. And it's going to end his turn next to Gunner. And then the wolf that Gunner just attacked, the one that was prone on the ground, is going to take half of its movement to stand up. And it is going to start gnashing at Tuo. Ah, oh, crud. Because it can see Tuo. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. And they have pack tactics. Oh, no! And since its ally just moved up and it is adjacent to both Gunner and Tuo, it is going to have advantage to hit Tuo. So its ally oh. adjusts to its partner and they both kind of start snapping at Tuo. So advantage, oh. bite, natural, two. Oh! Oh my god! I got I got a one and a two with my advantage. Oh my god! Is the luckiest dog in the world. <laughs> so it, it snaps at him, but Tuo just does a doggy backflip <laughs> with his sword and mouth. <laughs> Theo's been training him well, and now it is Vez's turn. Vez, can you end this combat? Let's see. Yeah, let's see. So she's gonna step up around Aegon, around the tree, put herself in front of Aegon. Again, next to our our goodest boy, and do one punch here on one punch. <laughs> I, I had to fight the urge so bad. I couldn't it. resist it. The very weak doggo, and then it's, oh, don't fall off. It's a wolfo, you know. The ancient doggo. That was a nineteen on that one, but I'll roll again to see if I get no. 
No, that was not. That was not a natural <laughs> twenty. So we're going to do a hit. That is nine. Nine damage. All right. So you land a flurry of punches at its face, and then you finally get one final good punch, like right between its eyes, and it just goes down, and it is dead. Yeah. Since I have ten feet of reach, can I just hit this other one? Yeah, you can hit the you can hit the last one too. I must I'm gonna do a smack. That will be an unnatural twenty. That will hit. And do another smack. Oh, that's not so good. That that'll be that'll be four. Four damage. <laughs> I rolled a six once and I rolled a one on the other, so we're doing good. We're doing so good. Your, your spectral arms, as you lunge forward, your spectral arms just begin to pummel it, and it begins to back up. And Aegon, it is your turn. Oh, it's Aegon's turn. Well, he's going to turn around and take aim at the final wolf, level his rod at it, and cast a fire bolt. And that is a 19 to hit. That will actually hit it. Yeah, that'll hit it. Has a slight bonus to its AC because you're firing through your allies. Yes. But you got it. And that will end up being 16 fire damage. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, your blast literally hits its head and engulfs it in flame. Oh my gosh. And the wolf just tumbles to the ground and begins to burn. It is dead as well. Dude, we did it. (laughs) Phew. And as as you look around and survey the battlefield you see the bodies of the wolves are actually rapidly decomposing like imagine a time lapse of a body composing just breaking down and within a matter of minutes all four of the bodies are gone hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.